Houstonian female business owners, Gabriella Gerhardt. Hello. Yay! <laughs> so I got a funny post on Facebook this week saying that we had our 10th friend anniversary, mm -hmm. which I thought was so cute. But we were discussing, I actually met her when I was pregnant with Bella, so that means we've known each other for over 14 yeah, years. Yeah. Been quite the journey, and it helps so much to have a friend who's in the business. We've talked so much about challenges with getting the right team in place and surrounding yourself with people who are great people to be around and you are a master at that. You've always done incredible collaborations with people, been so generous with philanthropy. You are the owner and founder and creative mind behind the Motherhood Center. Yeah. And you are celebrating your 21st mm -hmm. anniversary as the Motherhood Center. Yes, yes. And you have had people try to take your name, people try to take your clients, people try to copy you. And I know it's supposed to be the greatest form of flattery, but girl, it is yep. an effort to mm -hmm. keep it all going and keep everything yeah. happening. And you do it so beautifully. But Thank we've you. invited you here today because you have a book. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. You're, I know people hate this word, COVID pivot was, you took that time to really reflect. So it's called After the Fall. So and yeah. May I mention how fabulous you look on the cover? Oh, thank you. And how stylish you are today. I thank mean, you. Guys, look, a white shirt, jeans, pumps, and a jacket, and she's instantly stylish. Well, thank so you. it can be very simple. And of course, great diamond earrings and the beautiful engagement ring from Gary, your love. Yeah. So Heart let's shape. talk. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about after the fall. Mm -hmm. You and Rob are both Czech. People think I'm only Italian, but our last name is actually Czech. So you grew up in the Czech Republic and you were there when communism fell. Mm -hmm. So that's the first part of the after the fall. So it was really the fall of the communism. So I was 14, 15 years old uh, when communism fell. And um, that was very much a turning point for me um, because I didn't know growing up in communism, you don't know that there is anything else. I think that's right? so fascinating. I talked to a woman when we were in China and we were asking her what she thought of the visual of Tiananmen Square and she'd never seen it. And I tried to send it to her and the Chinese government won't even let you send them the mm -hmm. visual. Mm -hmm. And we don't understand how much you're protected there from real mm -hmm. information. Mm -hmm. I mean, so basically you cannot travel beyond the borders of your country, right? Or during communism. So, um, so you cannot travel, uh, the news, the radio, the TV, everything is censored, right? And so you, you have the only one truth, you know, you have, I mean, there is just really, you don't even know that there is anything else, except if you are kind of, um, you know, like my grandpa, he used to listen to BBC radio um, mm -hmm. in the basement and, um, you know, and there was a little light kind of peeking through and so one of the neighbors was curious what's going on and saw that grandpa is listening BBC radio and during communism was just absolutely no-no and uh, fell on him, told on him and uh, from then on, you know, my grandparents had a little knock on the door every so often and uh, wow. kind of checking on things, you know, and of course, you know, people would lose jobs and, you know, just um, persecuted in all kinds of different ways, so. 
And yeah. there, I mean, you wouldn't have had this opportunity to build a business in the Czech Republic, to be a female-owned business that you could develop and grow mm -hmm. and build. So, um, so I came to U.S. when I was 22. So it was seven years, roughly, after communism fell. But of course, it's a, the communism was very deeply rooted, and so even for me, you know, you know, as successful as you know, I. I've been or I am it's it's been kind of a journey because I was kind of hiding the yeah. success um, because it's really almost kind of not uh, embarrassment but it's um, in communism if you had money if you own a car um, it's usually because you were involved with the communist party in a kind of the higher level right so if you had money or if you had means, um, means that you basically kind of stole it or you kind of, because you couldn't be an entrepreneur, you couldn't be a I business owner. I get it. And so the odd thing is um, my, gr my father, grandparents, sorry, immigrated from Sicily. Mm -hmm. And my dad always had sort of this feeling of the well-to-do mm -hmm. he looked at it almost as if it was a negative thing mm -hmm. and when I watched that movie my brilliant friend I understood that everybody that had money in the 50s in Italy were part of the mafia yes and they were pious and condescending and in control and controlling mm -hmm. so it wasn't communism but it was a rule by other people that if you stepped out of line so it's just mm -hmm. so fascinating that just I mean, this is in your lifetime. This was my dad's lifetime. But to live mm -hmm. in something like that, mm -hmm. although I love social media, but right now if you say things that people don't want you to say, no. you notice that mm -hmm. you're at the bottom of Instagram mm -hmm. and you're not being mm -hmm. picked up mm -hmm. or you're kicked off of Twitter mm -hmm. or all those different things. Yeah, yeah. But you were able to, so you became a nurse after communism fell so basically the communism fell in uh, when i was in eighth grade and okay. kind of the educational system we had back then it's a little different now but you basically have to decide at age you know 14 15 what do you want to be and which who knows then um, but, uh, so my desire my interests were um, babies pregnancy um you know uh, my sister and i want to be would do, do like a role playing I would be the pregnant one, so I would stuff my pillow, you know, my belly with a pillow, and I would be just like wobbling around. So I was planning the planning the pregnant, and so um, so I wanted to be a pediatric nurse. So I went off to a school, um, you know, at age 15 um, to study pediatric nursing, and and so basically at oh, age like you left your family mm -hmm. and moved to go to school. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, so I was in a boarding school. Um, uh, at age, you know, basically 15, and uh, at age 18, uh, I graduated, and I became a nurse, and I started working at a pediatric uh, ER and uh, pediatric oncology, and um, and after that, I wanted to pursue uh, further my um, kind of a medical interest, and so I became a physical therapist. I went to school for physical therapy, and uh, after that, I was like kind of aching to learn something more, and that was English. And so I signed up for au pair program, and um, and uh, six weeks later I arrived in in Houston, Texas. Wow.
So were there other people, when you moved here, did you find people from the Czech Republic to connect with? Was there a community here so, of people yeah. that made you feel comfortable? Or were there other au pairs? Like, how did you come alone to a new country as such a young woman? Yeah. So I didn't know anybody. And so, um, and it's, uh, there are some, there's a lot of stories in my book about uh -huh. the, the, the transition, right? And uh, some peanut butter stories, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> And, uh, and so um, basically all of the au pairs from pretty much Europe, all, they all landed in uh, uh, New York. And they went to, we went to a boarding school um, or a boarding, like a um, college dorm. Uh, so it was like a few hundred au pairs from all over wow. the Europe. So we all landed there and uh, we had three, four days to learn how uh, American families function and how you know, so we had a little tutorial. Yeah, four days. <laughs> so, yeah. and uh, and after that, we all uh, got on the on the plane and uh, went to our prospective families. And so uh, this family from West Houston uh, picked me up at the airport with the sign, uh, Gabriela Botskova. <laughs> we are looking for you here, and uh, I got into their minivan, and um, and here we wow. went to uh, West Houston, which uh, it was kind of funny because uh, so I didn't speak much English at all. I, I knew some words, right? And, uh, Did and they want you to teach the Czech language to their kids or no, speak uh, English? No, I was doing homework with them in English. So I had a dictionary, had to learn. That's like right, what that was before cell phones where you could oh, look yeah. everything no, up. It, it wasn't like yeah. Siri, how no, do you translate this? No, there was <laughs> not a, websites were not, you know, pretty much non-existent. There were no emails. And uh, so, yeah, so I was doing homework with, uh, with the children. So that was a oh, whole yeah. You were like, uh, I can do math. I know numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was, yeah, dictionary and learning how to, you know. And one of the, uh, one of the boys, so it was a 10-day-old baby Cooper. And after that, five, seven, and nine-year-old uh, boys. So all boys. And so I was the, the mommy for them uh, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. And got them for you know ready for breakfast and um, but yeah but very limited English so that was a very interesting yeah. Wow talk about immersion okay so how long were you here before you met Gary uh, just four months oh wow okay so you're at a restaurant and for those of you that don't know Gary he is a Texan through and through this mm -hmm. guy is completely the epitome of my family hunter fisherman Third generation mm -hmm. Texan, Houstonian. Yeah. Mom had a beautiful store. Mm -hmm, she was in the mm -hmm. fashion industry, grew up in Houston. And then he meets this gorgeous au pair from Europe. Yeah. Tell us how it went down. So um, there was the famous pickup line. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, yeah, so I was there with another au pair. And, um, so we were speaking Czech. So I, I did, to answer your original question, oh, yeah. so I did... Uh, meet this uh, through the au pair program. Okay. They have like these different kind of groups, meetup, au pair meetups. Mm -hmm. And so there was oh, a good. au pair from, um, from Czech Republic and she lived um, in River Oaks. Mm -hmm. So she was with River Oaks family and so she had the, you know, fancier car and <laughs> so, and so um, on the weekends, so she and I would just kind of hang out. And, um, and so uh, one time we decided to go to Solero, mm -hmm. uh, which was uh, in downtown. I have to be very careful how I pronounce it. It was a tapas bar. <laughs> not topless. Not topless. topless. Yeah, <laughs> tapas. I have to be very careful because um, people sometimes like, what do you mean? Topless bar. Yeah. So yeah. So tapas bar. <laughs> 
and uh, Gary was eating his Wednesday ceviche there, and okay. um, so she and I, you know, she's like this pretty blonde, um, uh -huh. and uh, so she and I kind of visit, and so Gary is uh, kind of leaned over, and he said, um, where is the lovely accent coming from? And uh, so we had him guess, and so of course first it was Swedish, and we were like, no, 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 you know. And his uh, next pickup line was, uh, if you really want to enjoy your life, come with me. Oh my gosh, Gary, yeah. uh -huh. look at you. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the rest of it is in the book. <laughs> okay, good. You so gotta I get the book. I did, I I did follow. <laughs> yes, there's a, yeah, there's a, yeah, no, G Gary is great and he's been, um, and it's actually his mom, um, uh, Isabel, um, who I never met. But she's the reason why we are married. Oh, what the hell is that? Uh, it's in the book. <laughs> There's so many reasons to read the yes, book. Yes, yeah. So you guys meet, and how long till you marry? You. So we dated for eight months, uh -huh. and um, the the plan was me going back to Czech Republic. We never talked about marriage. That was uh -huh. not ever like a, in a conversation. We just had a fun from the day we met. We just every day we just visited, hang out, you know, it was just mm -hmm. a, um, you know, that's, it, it just kind of left, uh, lived in the present moment, yeah. you know, there was not kind of the future. And it was time for me to send all of my back bags home and all of my books and everything, and Gary and I decided to travel for a month, because I had an extension on my visa for traveling, which all the au pairs do. And so I shipped everything home, I had a party planned, uh, coming, coming back after a year, you know, living in America, and we kind of plan to go, so we have small plane, and so we were going to kind of fly around um, U.S. And, um, and Gary's mom spoke to him in the dream, and uh, she said, um, she's your buddy, and if you let her go, you might never find her. And so Gary proposed, and three days later, we got married. And yeah, and that's been, it's going to be 22 years. <laughs> oh my so, gosh, yeah. that is crazy, girl. I yeah. love that. Thank you. So yeah, so that's that's kind of how it started. Every day, right? That's what it is with Rob. <laughs> every day, as Danette and Jackie and Mandy are all laughing in the background. Okay, so you decide to start the Motherhood Center, and what fascinates me about the services you provide there? I mentioned I started working with you. You're really. Um, not just so focused about the kids, but about the mom's journey, because it is scary, and it's comical that they could tell you how to raise a family in three days, because mm -hmm. you know it's so complicated. Mm -hmm. And um, I watched your interview with Courtney Zavala, shout out to Courtney, we love her. Um, and she was talking about how you helped her with her son sleeping, and girl, I mean, we had so many issues with Bella sleeping. That girl still hardly ever sleeps. But Rob and I don't sleep either. So tell us a little bit about, um, I know you help with breastfeeding, you help with baby nurses, you help, but then you also have services like yoga just for the mom mm. or massages just for the mom. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that evolution. So it really, uh, so I, because of my pediatric nurse background, um, kind of the natural transition once I uh, realized that I cannot really be working in the hospital because my degree did not transfer at all. So oh, I was starting... Wow. So the, the option was for me to go back to school to study nursing. So that's yes. math, history, everything. Yes. So I was like, uh, I don't think so. And so um, I got a call from a friend of a friend. Uh, actually, got, Gary got the call. And basically, we just got home from the hospital. 
totally clueless about what to do with this baby with her that your wife does. And, wow. uh, and so I did um, help them for a couple of weeks and uh, just really kind of teaching them about how to care for baby, you know, everything from breastfeeding to just kind of creating routines. And, um, and so they call me baby nurse. And so I'm like, I guess I'm baby nurse now. <laughs> I got a title. <laughs> yes. And, um, and so, of course, that one family led to another and to another. And so I started training other baby nurses. And so my original company, which kind of evolved into the motherhood center, so it was a loving infant care. So it was a baby nurse agency. Mm -hmm. And as I was uh, seeing that there is a need for more, so that's where the motherhood center evolved from that. And so every, everything from nannies, baby nurses, uh, breastfeeding support, massages, uh, yoga, different support groups, different mommy groups, retail, you name it, uh, we have it except delivering babies. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure if that happened, you would figure it out because that's what you do. It's, you know, I, I have a, I know people. <laughs> yes. I yeah. know people. You yes, do yeah. definitely know people. And that's what I love about you too, is you've done so much. You were um, to give back to the community, people think of you as a safe space. You and I have worked so much together on um, traffic victims. We've talked about kids who have been groomed to bring into trafficking, mm -hmm. and you were pivotal in helping someone out of a situation that um, could have been trafficking, but just um, what our kids are going through. So you even really help kids who are older. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about how that affected your heart and became part of your passion. I guess I'm just very kind of a community orientated person. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to be like, I'm the one who drives through the neighborhood and make sure like there are no bad people in there. <laughs> or if there is something suspicious, I'm calling, you know, the, the, you know, neighborhood police or, you know, I'm, I'm very kind of like a I wanted to be an a army girl, and I uh -huh. wanted to be a policewoman, and so I have this kind you of... You have a, that in you, too. It's, yeah. Like, you better look out, Gary. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do love that kind of a community involvement, uh -huh. and, um, and so you said kind of with the, you know, with the moms and being there for moms. Uh, so it's really like I love the whole family dynamic. You know, I'm, I'm very involved with uh, the dads, which are working with the Motherhood Center or kind of our clients as, as dads. And... Um, because to me, it's, it's just, uh, it's great. I mean, I'm, I feel very honored that we have that kind of a opportunity to be there at the beginning of forming of this family, the family foundation. And so to me, it's so critical if the mom is, is well taken care of and happy and, um, and fulfilled, you know, she's going to be that much better mom. She's going to be that much better, better wife. The same for the dads, you know, if they have the... Um, education and kind of understanding and the confidence they are going to be that much better dads and and partners and um and so for the children you know i mean so many of the babies i was taking care of now they are in college yes exactly you know, know. and uh, so old exactly you know so it's almost kind of like com becoming like the full circle pretty yes. soon and yeah and and so i think being teenager now and and you know in in the book a lot of the uh, how would i say it? like a lot of the things which kind of uh, uh influenced my life mm -hmm. uh after communism you know it was really happened in your teen years mm -hmm. it was really pivotal mm -hmm. and uh and uh how like you could just be so like being rebellious and going like 
this direction or, you know, or just kind of, uh, I mean, for me, my parents instill like very strong morals in, in my sister and I and, um, and really kind of the whole, the whole community. And so we, we had really good kind of a, like basically all of my, my parents' friends, I consider my uncles and aunts, right. you know, so I have like a large family in, in that sense. And, um, and so being able to kind of feed off of that whenever, you know, as a teenager, because it really, after when communism fell, it's, it's just really like, it was, um, the, the, the Communist Party, it's still active in Czech Republic, you know, and so um, it's, it's a smaller percentage, but it's still very active. And so you have all this, so there's uh, the older people which, you know, feel like, oh, it was better in communism, right. you know, than it's now. It's the like now. Days. Yes. They and don't remember the mm -hmm. pain that went with it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like now kids are on their cell phones and it's like, yep. you know, it was better before, you know, so there's like these conflicts, you know, and, uh, and so I think it would be very hard to be a teenager now these days because of the, obviously, the social media influence. And, um, and if you don't have good morals, that kind of like uh, having people you can truly trust. And the word trust is, uh, is like so critical to me because my trust was broken when I was age and 14. I'm so glad you said that because I've told you I'm writing a TED Talk. Mm -hmm. And trust, a circle of trust is so important. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be one of the most consistent threads. There are several threads, um, but one of them, in, in every person I interview that I feel to be living a balanced life mm -hmm. that achieves success in their goals, is that they live in that circle of trust. And part of blue zones and living to be a hundred is that you have a community that takes mm -hmm. care of you. And that's what I keep hearing you say, is you help build that family bond and then you're that broader community because mm -hmm. that saying it takes a village, I feel like the motherhood center is the village. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really when I was creating the motherhood center, it was really recreating the village. I'm from a small town in the mountains. Everybody knows everybody. And so coming to Houston, you know, the fourth yes. largest, almost uh, third largest city in in, in U.S. Um, I do feel like I, I love Houston, and um, I'm you know I, I really do very uh, patriotic. You're an adopted yes, no, Houstonian. yeah, yeah. On after second year living here, I felt like this is my second mm -hmm. home, mm -hmm. and um, and so being able to kind of recreate the village, and that's where uh, so many of our clients uh, from the motherhood center, they started um, in prenatal yoga 17 years ago. And they are still best friends with these ladies they yes. met 17 years ago. The kids go to the same school. They go on vacation. So it's really uh, kind of recreating the village because so many of the Houstonians, um, you know, they might have connections, but mm -hmm. Houston is such a transient city. And so you have people from literally all over the world and they get pregnant. And what are we going to do now? And so that's where Motherhood Center is really kind of the safe haven for, for them. Uh, some clients dub it as a, a mommy country club. <laughs> <laughs> I love you that. Know, uh, it's my kind of country so, yeah. club. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, um, so yeah, so definitely kind of a community and, and family foundation is important, but that's kind of the, the, the trust. And that's kind of through our, our educational programs too. You know, now you have so many different resources out there, right? You can read 10 different books of all the te exactly. 10 different experts and, you know, hundreds of blogs and, you know, all these um, 
different marketers kind of telling you this is what you should be doing and it's like how do you trust if you never raised a child you never been pregnant and so now you have to make these very critical decisions for you and and your baby and your family and so so how do you sift through that information and so again kind of for us because we do have a big educational program from breastfeeding childbirth CPR newborn care grandparents refresher now in person and um, of course uh, virtually now the, one of the pivots um, so we expanded and I have a virtual studio now recording studio and um, so we do classes literally for people from all over the the country and oh, so you don't have to just be in Houston no we have clients in New Zealand and uh, London wow. doing uh, educational classes with us so it's pretty pretty exciting and so being able to uh, them come to us for a trusted mm -hmm. resource and I, I love that about you is every time I've reached out to you, um, and we were talking about this last week with Catherine, Dr. Catherine Espana, she's a pediatrician, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that there are all these sort of, uh, you can read so much different research, you can take it in so many different ways, but to really go with what you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about that she could say, I believe kids should get vaccines, but if your child is immune compromised or if you have a, such a worry then it's not a good thing or for me I couldn't um, I have such a hard time breastfeeding that I was so stressed out that mm -hmm. it was making Bella stressed out I feel like you have such a great grasp of that whereas you're helping people to live their authentic life to know what's real to mm -hmm. sort through all of that because um, I mentioned this last week, but Bella had reflux, and it was that time period where you let your baby lay down and cry, and girl, she would cry for two hours, and then I had to realize I can't, she's not literally going to cry it out, mm -hmm. because she's in pain, mm -hmm. so th there is some of just like mommy gut oh, for that sure. you've got to go with, and you really stress that with mm -hmm. your clients, mm -hmm. I feel. I, wanted, I want them to have the confidence to trust their instinct. Mm -hmm. Right, because I, I mean, I, I do maternity consultations, and so so much is of these like career women, very successful. They can just uh, command the boardroom, you know, of, of 50 people there, and now they are expecting, and they feel so overwhelmed. They are doubting themselves. Oh, very vulnerable, and uh, and so when we have these consult consultations, they are like, they they just keep like nagging on them. So I'm like, okay, so let's let's put it you know, let's put it to the kind of like a level, level ground here. Have you cared for a baby before? No. Have you studied about pregnancy before? No. It's like, so how would you know? Yeah. Right? It's, it's okay not to know. And that's where, you know, resources like Motherhood Center or, you know, other resources are out there Your because, yeah, I mean, it's, yes. you know, so you, how would you know? But if you have quality information, uh, study-based information, you can kind of draw the information from that. Ultimately, and you know, I tell clients all the time, uh, we can have a room of 10 couples uh, in our newborn care class, and every one of them is going to do things a little differently. Because you might have the mom who is uh, from Japan and dad from yes. who is from Canada, and they are having baby in Houston, Texas, right? And culturally, there's all these different uh, ways of doing things, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. and everybody, we've been all raised differently, right? And so, our family values and uh, you know and just kind of like our a family culture, yeah yeah family yeah. traditions you know so to say to somebody this is not the right way to do or you should not well we've done that for generations 
and it feels right to me. Yep. So that's what you should do. Yes. If it's, you know, obviously safely and, you know, and all of that, but it's, you know, so, so much of what we do is really empowering these moms and dads and, and grandparents, you know, we have grandparents refresher classes and they are just so fun, you know, and uh, a lot of times like grandparents are like made to sign up, you know. <laughs> And uh, and uh, oh, and no, and it's you know we serve them the yeah, market. and we serve them wine, you know, and they have. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. And uh, but it's you know, and, and after that class, they are feeling so empowered mm -hmm. because they did not know about the five S's, you know, they did not know about the sleeping habits or kind of like how we do things now versus twenty, you know, thirty plus years ago. Yes. So yeah, so. Uh, Knowledge is power, right? And uh, and good information, um, you know, it's just that's that's what it needs to be. And what you're saying is just so many great um, suggestions for life. Give yourself grace for not knowing. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's such a powerful message for me to tell Bella at 14, or me to tell myself at 53. Give yourself grace for mm -hmm. not knowing. Mm -hmm. And then also, I love that you had such a purpose and you were able. So I found this term in researching for my TED Talk called Ikigai. It's when you, have you heard mm -mm, of it? No. So it's when you um, find something that you're passionate about, that you can do and make the world a better place, and you can make a living doing. Okay. You're living and you reach a state of flow and you can do it all the time. Okay. And that's basically that's, yeah. what you're doing mm -hmm. with the Motherhood Center, is mm -hmm. you found a way to make a difference in life and mm -hmm. a difference for so many people. And I also love that um, you don't have to be opening a business to do that. Like you said, you can just drive through the neighborhood and mm -hmm. see what's not safe. We can just be concerned about the welfare of those around us. We can learn at any age, whether we're the mom or the grandparent mm -hmm. or whatever it is, but so much of it for moms, and we forget this, is putting on that oxygen mask and remembering to take care of ourselves mm -hmm. because we can't take care of other mm -hmm. of our kids when we're yeah. anxious and stressed and worn out. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about COVID and parenting. Okay. Tell <laughs> us some of the things that you've experienced and how you're helping Wow. It was so first when COVID hit, um, you know, of course, we were told and that was that really kind of triggered the, the book, mm -hmm. you know, because it was I've been told basically almost like I cannot have a business. Right. So right. Af after 20 years having a you business, can't touch anybody, you can't meet with anybody, yeah. your business models over and our pregnant clients need us. You cannot put pregnancy on hold. Right. So no. we have clients sign up in our breastfeeding, childbirth, newborn care classes. These are clients they are needing, wanting support, information. And so basically, you know, on Thursday uh, was, you know, the world was asked, uh, you know, like not to meet in person. Like, well, we have a newborn care class on Friday evening. You know, they have all these clients which are going to have baby in four weeks. Uh, and they need that information. And so, of course, we have mm -hmm. to quickly... Um, it, you know, uh, so yeah, so yeah, so Gary. Speaking of Gary and uh, and David, our uh, uh, bookkeeper, you know, they got on YouTube like how to set up virtual studio, you know, and audio and all of this, and so we had to quickly convert all of our education exercise into virtual learning. Wow! And we were able to do that, you know. Of course, our instructors, 
you know, that was a whole new learning curve for them and, you know, for, for all of us, you know. And so, um, and, um, you know, so many of our clients, they were pregnant with us throughout the whole, you know, year and a half of COVID time and, and having babies, and we never seen them in person. We saw that virtually or, you know, we did lactation yes. consulting virtually. Oh, I can't You know, so you that. have, yeah. I um, it was, yeah. That. I mean, we had uh, clients which were in labor room. They were in labor. Their partners, husbands, could not be there. But, yes, but that was the worst. Uh, it, was, it was awful. And so they have our labor doulas uh, virtually in the labor room with them, you know, kind of coaching them. So it was, you know, it was, it was just, uh, yeah. I mean, so basically Motherhood Center, we have eight different businesses under one roof from the childcare to education to exercise, massages, you know, massages, we could not, we had to shut down for eight weeks, massage department. Oh, that's and, uh, right. and our clients are like, uh, like my back is killing me, I need to get a massage, and we could not, you know, and so it was, uh, it was very challenging, and so we had, but for me, you know, it was just this kind of a, so I, uh, I posted that on LinkedIn, so I did a <laughs> pose, um, you know, like a warrior pose, yoga pose, and uh, and I kind of I had to do like a daily mantra and daily morning meditation of like just really remaining centered, remaining focused, creativity, all these things because we had to. I mean, we have thirty-five thousand clients we serviced um, in the last you know twenty years, and all those clients rely on us in some way or another, you know, or. Um, yeah, all of our education, educators, all of our instructors, all of our caregivers, you know, and so there was a huge responsibility, like, if we would just, like, walk away from the business, I mean, it would be, you know, in, in one, in some ways, I mean, Motherhood Center is kind of the institution mm -hmm. in, in Houston, you know, of 20 years, and we have constantly new clients, constantly new, new expecting parents, and uh, they rely on our services. You know, because there's really not anything else like that. And so um, it was just like a big responsibility. And so uh, kind of go back to your kind of question how parenting evolved. You know, we had to find different ways how to communicate with our clients. And, of course, all the businesses, everything went online, right? And so there was kind of like almost like a crowded space few a few months into it because everybody was doing, you know, Facebook Lives and everybody was doing teaching online and everybody – because that was the only way to do. Mm -hmm. And so how do we kind of carve out and be true to ourselves and kind of the motherhood center mission and the quality of information now in the digital world, you know, which was so, uh, so crowded in so many different ways. And, um, and it's just really, it's been so hard uh, where so many of our clients um, been... Um, Sorry, Grace Kelly's uh, snoring. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too boring <laughs> conversation here. <laughs> it's like dozed <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, and so, um, you know, so many of our clients, babies, did not see any other adult except the parents for a year. I can't even imagine how that was because for me, I felt so isolated as a new mom. Um, I remember my mom came every Tuesday and we called them Nanny Tuesdays and I just looked forward to that. Mm -hmm. To get out of the house and have a reason to get dressed mm -hmm. um, but I love what you said about your yoga pose and your mantra because I feel like that's even that's something I try to do 
during COVID, um, Danette and I always talk about, we realized if we weren't getting up and getting dressed, we were not going to feel as good about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we would get up and get dressed for our virtual phone calls with each other just so we could have our makeup on and Mm -hmm. have a conversation together and figure it out. But one thing that I did find was I had to work out and I had to fill myself with inspiration. And now I find that I've kept doing that Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. changing the way that I'm able to get through life. So I'm not so affected by what happens to me every day. I mean, I certainly am. And I certainly want to feel all the emotions that you Mm -hmm. need to feel when bad things happen. But to just say that's my journey right now and I can get through it, I think Mm -hmm. is such an empowering Mm -hmm. mantra. Yeah. And for the moms to see you doing that Mm -hmm. gives them hope even. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a, um, like I said, it's it's the clients, it's the educators, instructors, like everybody was in that kind of a, obviously, panic mode and not knowing. And, you know, for us, even like we had to make decisions where the government didn't even know, like, what's really happening, you know, and you have to. No, from day and, to day, we and you have to, no idea. Yeah, and you have to now. So it, it literally, like, there were times where we were going to have a class at 5 o'clock, you know, with eight couples, and now... We can have two couples, you know, it's like, or, you know, all the, it's like, how can you even run a business like that? And so emotionally, like some of my um, staff, I mean, fell apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, uh, and I've seen even with some uh, friends and kind of associates where it start triggering things from their childhood. Absolutely. You know, I I cannot even imagine now, like psychologically and mentally kind of the the, the recovery. Uh, We all have some sort of. It was Mm -hmm. truly trauma for everybody in some way, shape, or form, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it was the illness or the effect on your business or the effect of the isolation. Mm -hmm. But we all Mm -hmm. became, we changed Mm -hmm. through it. So, yeah. So it was very important for me, Mm -hmm. for the Motherhood Center, to become kind of that strong piece uh, Mm -hmm. uh, for, um, or kind of strong part uh, for our clients and, um, and, and, uh, and be kind of that that beacon, you know, somebody they could call, they could, um, I mean, we are open seven days a week also. So it's for us, it's a, it's really, I mean, we literally get calls at 10 o'clock at night and, you know, and have calls at seven o'clock in the morning. And so. Like there's no boundary to your time period. Well, I love this quote. Um, It says the task of a leader is to get his people from where they are to where they have not been. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, Really, it was such uncharted territory, Mm -hmm. and we were responsible for bringing so many people. And I felt a little guilty to get on social media and talk about fashion, but then we realized that people wanted an outlet. Mm -hmm. They wanted something to laugh at. They wanted something to... um, Oh, here's Grace Kelly. We woke her up. (laughs) We're not that boring. Yeah. so I just, um, I'm so inspired by all of that that you've done. Tell us about some of the charities that you're aligning with. Um, do you have some things coming up? So um, I'm actually speaking at the uh, Women's Fund um, at oh. their, yeah, at their membership luncheon. Um, and it's going to be about resiliency. I love um, it. And so, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, of course, Crime Stoppers, you know, I, I, I love that organization and what, what, they, what they do. I mean, it's just, a, oh, it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm involved in so, so many so different, many yeah, things. so many different things. And, um, and it's just really kind of the, um, a lot of it is, of course, kind of the, uh, the, 
the, the common theme would be the, the women, babies, um, you know, pregnancy, um, you know, postpartum depression is, is very uh, kind of close to, to my heart too and kind of how to help women um, on, on their journey, motherhood journey um, with um, more kind of a balanced way and kind of balanced uh, transitions and um, and so yeah a lot a lot of different organizations I, I love and um, and kind and of we're support. We're going to be working together to do some great things uh, it's officially Pediatric Cancer Month mm -hmm. so we're going to be working with um, Heroes for Children and asking people to submit uh, stories of the heroes of the caretakers mm -hmm. that are taking care of these kids because um, as many of you know, my godchild, Scarlett, was diagnosed with T-cell lymphoma when she was um, six years old. She's now 14 and thriving. Mm. And um, you were actively involved with the Risotto yes, yes. Festival yeah, we yeah. hosted years ago. But just to bring awareness to the journey of pediatric cancer. And I think that's another thing that COVID has done for us is made us really value our health. As we looked at our health and safety as just a given, and it's not. Mm. Um, safety specifically for what you went through, living in communism, um, health now that we're seeing during COVID. And I mentioned too, I think what we're seeing in Afghanistan and so many, what I'm most moved by again is the, the women and, and children in mm -hmm. these girls are being taken and given to the Taliban, mm -hmm. um, young girls as wives and raped. And it, it's just, um, it's a it's a challenging thing to sit by and watch. Mm -hmm. um, it's something as a community, we have to, to understand and have sympathy for their journey and figure out what we do as a yeah. world to take care of everyone. And I don't have the answer yeah. and I'm not here to politicize, but I just think it's something that we have to think about and you and I've had this discussion, appreciate our freedom mm -hmm. and not take our freedom for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, as you were kind of talking about um, Afghanistan, um, I cannot think the name of the movie, but it was, um, it was basically after 9-11, um, it was like 12 of our... Um, oh, and uh, they went back to get the guys the, out. And, and so um, basically kind of put... Um, kind of put up a stake in, in ground. And so it was our um, Navy SEALs, you know, they, they kind of went, they had a, this mission. And uh, it was it was just very, um, I just watched it a few days ago and it was, you know, kind of like what's happening there now. And um, and so there was this scene. And so when you said the children and, and, and the women, it was um, just very kind of telling, again, kind of going back to education and how education is, is critical. And so there was this scene and it's a true story. And so there's this scene, you know, the 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 dad is 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 crying because he know kind of what's what's going to happen. There's uh, like a little square. There's mom, um, you know, crying and please kind of don't do that. And three little girls, ages like eight, maybe six to to ten. And so the t Taliban, you know, one of the leaders, he goes to uh, to these girls, and he's asking them a math. And he said, you know, I, I don't know, it was like 10 times 30, you know, what it is. And of course, the girls are crying because they don't know what's happening. You know, there's their mom, you know, with a gun um, to her head. And, um, and so the girls, of course, are wanting to answer correctly because it's like, what's the trick? You know, is it like 
not giving the right answer. They will shoot my mom. Like, what's, what's going to be happening? And so they go from one girl to another, and they are asking them different questions, you know, basically if they are educated or not, if they've been educated by this mom or not. And, uh, and all the girls answer the questions correctly uh, because they are educated by their mom. And after that, they just pick up these books and basically, you know, kill the mom and showing the town like, this is, you cannot educate, this is unacceptable. And of course, they, you know, the, the daughters witness their mom, you know, and it's like, that's what's happening. That's what's happening in the world. And we Those are realities. Fight, yeah. mm -hmm. We have to fight to educate everyone, no mm -hmm. matter what race they are, no matter what yeah. sex they are, no matter what situation. Because the, And that, to me, has been the biggest challenge with COVID, is mm -hmm. our kids getting an education, oh, yeah. and that connection mm -hmm. that they need. Mm -hmm. Well, we are running out of time. Yeah. Uh, tell us, is there anything else, parting words, you're... Such an authentic, amazing woman. I think it's Thank you. you've taken your journey of pain and really turned it into something with purpose, and you've made the community better for it. Mm. So I'm so happy to call you, you a friend. Thank and you. To Thank work you. With you. Um, really living in the present moment. You know, I feel like um, just me being here with you. I'm living in the present moment. I'm not thinking my to-do list, you know, for this afternoon or where I need to go. Um, and so I think it's it's critical, whatever we do, just really being there in that present moment. And it's um, if you are visiting with your child, not being, you know, checking your phone, which oh, we are all. Sorry, Bella. <laughs> we are, I mean, we are all guilty of of those things, right? But um, but just really, whenever you are talking, you know, with your friend on the phone, being just very there, attuned. When you are driving, just be driving and just kind of you know appreciate that you can be driving, right? Um, and so uh, whatever we do, just really truly living in the present moment. And I love to challenge myself all the time, so I put myself in uncomfortable situations. I agree to things, um, you know, I might not have even any business <laughs> to agreeing with, but I'm like, okay, not a challenge. And so I like to kind of challenge myself, challenge my skills, um, challenge my brain, you know, like offloading the dishwasher with different hand than I normally do. But now your, uh, you know, shirt with, with left hand versus right hand, you know, so kind of constant challenge Yes. And that's what makes things more interesting and yes. yeah, and we grow. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Tell you. them where they can buy after the fall. Well, you can buy it at the Motherhood Center, uh, <laughs> and you can buy it uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, Brazos Bookstore here locally as well, um, Target uh, online. So pretty much anywhere books are sold. Wonderful. So, yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Hey guys, continue living the authentic life, and we'll see you next week. 